Are wealthy people obliged to steward their abundance in service of others? So I came across the gospel of wealth, which is an old, old, I, I want to say it's an essay, but it's a very long essay by uh, Andrew Carnegie. And this is the central, the central idea of, of what he's saying when it comes to how wealthy people are supposed to act, how they're supposed to treat their wealth. And Andrew Carnegie makes the, the claim that wealthy people have an obligation to use their wealth in service of others. Do we agree with that? Because I, I kind of parallel it to low res, um, you know, in the black community, when when a black person is successful, they say they have an obligation to speak on behalf of the less fortunate. They have an obligation to be a voice for the voiceless. Um, you know, so so most most black. Most black athletes, especially the, the very successful ones, are there's this unwritten um unwritten requirement that they be socially conscious, right? Which is, you know, one of the things they got on they got on Michael Jordan about was like he wasn't he wasn't about politics, he wasn't about the civil rights movement. Um and I've always pushed back on that. No, they they don't they don't owe they don't owe speaking for anybody. They don't owe they don't owe the the, the less fortunate quote unquote their political activism. Now if if I if I say that, do I also have to say for the term for the for the purposes of integrity? Wealthy people don't have to don't have to do anything in service of of those who don't have it. They don't have they don't have any obligation to make the world a better place. Their their greatness that's manifested in in abundance, they've done their part. They can they can do what they want to with their wealth. They've earned it. Right. So you're saying <clears throat> maintaining the integrity between the parallel, like mm-hmm. try not to be a you a hypocrite as as far right. as okay pushing back on one and not pushing back <clears throat> on the other. Well, so so do you do do you think that do you agree with Andrew Carnegie? Because I don't. I mean, I I don't think that you're you would be a hypocrite or you that would the integrity would be. I don't think the parallel is is as is as accurate is as yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't think you would be a hypocrite or exact. Uh, I mean, your integrity maintains. Right, I, in my I, opinion. I do I do agree with Andrew Carnegie. Okay. Um because that's that's how I would treat the wealthy if I was president. If I was president, I would put more of the onus. I think I, I forget who I was with, but I, I I had a I had a thought about the about how, how I would tax the rich. And I would I would I would take a take a page out of the sports playbook. Um you know, sports play. You know, most sports have a salary cap, but they also have a salary floor, where you're required to spend a certain amount of money per year. 
And I would, for, for you know, however you define the ultra-wealthy, maybe it's top 1% just for, just for uh, ease, I would require them to spend a certain percentage of their income, of their wealth, on philanthropic purposes. So I would have a committee that would vet all of the organizations and charities and nonprofits and all that stuff from this list because these people are morally, ethically doing the right thing for for something that we, you know, that we've deemed a, a problem that needs to be addressed and that can be addressed in this fashion. You gotta give a certain percentage of your of your wealth to them. If you don't, we tax the we tax the difference. So if I say five percent, you got to give five percent to these organizations that you only give three percent. Within that extra two percent is gonna get taxed at a, at a certain at a certain level. Right. So we, as the government, you'll get it. You'll get it regardless. Exactly. So like you know, should 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 there be a? Or I mean, should there be a policy? But if the wealthy don't take it upon themselves to okay, you have this amount of, you've created this amount of value. Now you can multiply that positive effect by now helping the, the, the nonprofit sector, right? The, those people solve these issues. I'm not asking you to go be an expert on these issues. You can continue to make your money you can continue to do what's got you there. But the people who are focused on that, I'm asking you to help them out a little bit. I think that should be a requirement. Mm, okay. And so would they would they have freedom of would they have the liberty to choose, right? You said, okay, here's a list. We vetted them morally, ethically, these nonprofits, these organizations. They're leading charges that are going to better society, right? Mm-hmm. Would 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 the the wealthy organizations or individuals that you're that you're coming to would they be able to say, "Well, I have my own list." Like, yeah, I'll still right. I'll I'll, I'll uh, abide by the obligation that you know <clears throat> society has set upon. The wealthy, mm-hmm. right? But I'm going to do it. Would they have the liberty to do it the way that they want to do it? Right, that's they tough. Be, I think, I think they would it, have to bring it before a committee. Okay, you got your own list. Okay, well, let's check. Like, we have no problem if you do that, but we gotta, you got to run that by us first. Does that feed into... Um, disincentivizing or de, whichever one, deincentivizing. Yeah. Right. That's that's what I like. Can the society have the the right, let's say, to force the wealthy to oblige by that? Mm. Because again, you it's, you wouldn't make that. At the end of the day, right? The that the group with the most power is the mass consumer. You wouldn't have none of that money if it wasn't for the mass consumer. 
you wouldn't have any of that if, if to a to a small extent, the public sector, I mean, you know, government, the state, didn't put infrastructures in place that allowed you to build upon it. So it's like, hey, the house got to get its cut, and the house, the house telling you this is where you can, this is where you can, you can put your cut anywhere in these organizations, but the house got to get its cut. And this is on top of the taxes. That no, the I, house is already. I, no, I wouldn't. No, I, I would. Well, me personally, I would do a flat tax plus a consumption tax. Okay. So. Okay, flat tax of everybody, no, regardless of how much you make, I get 15% of that. Mm-hmm. Then the rest of the taxes come by what you spend. So it's not a progressive income. If you make a million dollars, you you got to get this, this, the first, you know, 100,000 is taxed at this percent, then the next is taxed. Like, no, I just. The million is taxed at 15%. And then whatever you spend on, that's. So if you buy a lot of stuff, your tax rate's going to go up. And then for the wealthy, again, I'm, I'm giving you the choice of you can either do it philanthropically or we're going to take that. Okay, and so philanthropically would be the, the list of organizations. And nonprofits. Yeah, I mean, non- that, nonprofits. Does, does that constitute f- philanthropic, though? Like, because, okay, we have. Yeah, I may be being a little general with the, okay. with the terminology. But well, I, I'm including like, all of that. When I say nonprofit, I'm including all of it. So that's, again, that could be. That could be, well. But what mean, if it's, so I'm thinking, uh, what if it's reinvestment into companies, into for profit companies? To not, I don't want to. I don't want to use. Even though I'm thinking of Warren Buffett, I don't want to use him as an example because his re. Because I'm thinking about what he does with his dividends mm-hmm. and why Berkshire receives a lot of dividends, but Berkshire doesn't pay out a dividend. The Berkshire fund doesn't pay out a dividend, mm-hmm. and Warren Buffett says mm-hmm. we don't pay it out because we think it's. We think that money's better in our hands because we we're gonna reinvest into businesses. But it, when you look at the business, you know Coca Cola. Mm-hmm. Like how much money do you need to re- seize candy? Whatever, whatever. It is, yeah. Right? But what if again creating a company is the best form of philanthropy? That mm-hmm. quote came from somewhere. I don't, I don't know. I know we discussed it before. So it's like now I don't want to go the nonprofit route. I want to go and reinvest my wealth into, or if I'm obligated to, at the service of others, I'd rather do it with businesses and companies that that are going to improve the world. At at maybe a far better rate than those non non those nonprofits. No, I mean that's that's valid. It's like um, show me a nonprofit that's working on a problem. I'll show you a company that's that's right. working on the same problem, but they're, you know, creating a product or whatever it may be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm but that I'm constitutes is like <clears throat> you saying, yeah, that's cool too, as long as you're giving your five percent. Exactly, and because, we vet it. 
Right, because I'm I'm taxing that money that you spend on the for profit because that's consumption. Like you you're not that's not a you're not giving that you know, that investment is coming with some terms and conditions. Or else you wouldn't be an ultra wealthy person. So it's not that Warren Buffett is not giving free money to Coke. Like Warren Buffett is giving that money and getting a return on it. I'm not taxing the return. I will be taxing the money that you spend. But you would only tax that on for-profit. You wouldn't tax that on non-profit. Exactly. Hmm. But it's like, does just on principle, does society have the right to expect that from the wealthy people? To expect it, I would say, I would say yes. Mm. Okay. To <clears throat> require to demand, yeah. Um, hmm. It gets a little tricky when we talk about does society have the right to demand and require it. For me, it gets a little bit more tricky. But I think expectation, yeah. Well, so let's let's take another example. Um, this one may be a better parallel, right? We talked about it the last time last time we got down here was um we were talking about the does something exist outside of God if it's a practical impossibility. And we talked about something like the president, like the standard that the president is held to from a character and moral and ethical point of view. Mm-hmm. We were saying that it's so high. I was saying that it's so high that nobody falls under it. Like, nobody lives up to that expectation, no matter how good of a president they were. Because you just keep abstracting and abstracting to the point where it doesn't really exist. Mm -hmm. Does society have the right to demand that the president act presidential? Because they're saying, we voted for you? To expect and demand. So why yeah. why is it different from from the president to the ultra wealthy? Because I could I could make the argument that they're doing the same thing when I give you when I give you my money. I give I give you my money. I made you it. Especially you got a public company and I got shareholders and I'm invested in you. Oh, I'm I'm putting my however much in the Robin Hood and it's going right to you, so that you can do whatever you do with it. So. Of course, I can I can demand that if you once you get to the success success level of being ultra wealthy, I can demand that you now steward that in service of of us, the people that got you there. True. <clears throat> I I I struggle with giving. We got you there so much. Yeah, power. I don't believe that either. But, but for argument's sake, I got yeah. you. Um, they have the right. Yeah, I think so. I think you could demand it, but how realistic? We, again, you yeah, we're talking about practical and positive. How realistic is it that that demand is followed through? Especially if it's a demand, but 
Right, and that's what makes the Gospel of Wealth so interesting because it's written by, again, Andrew Carnegie at that time was one of the ultra-wealthy. So he's looking at his peers saying, okay, we need to, we've got up to this level and we need to do our part to, again, I don't, I don't know what it is that they're redistributing, but it's not, it's not wealth. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I, as I as I was reading that, and I, and I skimmed it, so I probably need to read it a little bit deeper. But it's again his his Andrew Carnegie's thing was through philanthropy. Is how you redistribute that, whatever it is, right? But again, I don't think you can demand it because. All you can demand is that the product be of quality, not what I do with my spare time. If I'm the consumer, right? And I say, and we we got you there because you took your public, you took your company public, you invested, we put our money in you to get you to that level. And Tim Cook saying, yeah, and y'all like the iPhone, right? Mm-hmm. Job mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. What I do outside of that, that ain't got that ain't none of y'all concern. Y'all concerned as it comes to me, what y'all can expect and demand from me are high-quality products and services. So if Apple Music running good, if Apple Health, the Apple Watch is looking good, the, the iPhone, the Mac, the iPad. The App Store. The App Store. Y'all can, demand, y'all can demand those seven things from me. But where I choose to buy my next compound ain't got nothing to do with y'all. And we wouldn't classify that as philanthropy because he's getting a return on it, right? What? The compound? The, the seven, the seven, oh. the seven tenants, the seven products, right? No. I wouldn't, I wouldn't classify that as philanthropy. I would just classify that as, again, that's what he does business-wise because if I'm, if I'm step, stepping in Tim Cook's shoes, he's saying y'all are getting a return because y'all are able to do stuff that y'all couldn't do without it. That, that's y'all's return. And, I was and y'all say, do whatever that... y'all want. I can't. I can't demand that you use my my app store, my iPhone. But I can't. I can't say that. That right there is him saying, "Oh, that's my philanthropy." Mm, that's a tough one, right? I get what you're saying, right? You, nah. you got the phone and you got access to <laughs> to you're you're able to do all of these things because of my product. Yeah, I'm getting a return. You're also getting a re- we both getting a return. Like how? Like right? Man. I don't know. Philanthropy, that, that's that's different. Okay, but I mean, I I get where you're going, and there's not a whole lot I could say back, honestly. Um, because you, know, you could take Apple private, and now what? Right. I'm still getting a return. Right. Y'all not gonna stop my iPhone because it's not public no more. Right. So you know, or he he could say the philanthropy is y'all getting a dividend. Y'all are sharing in y'all are sharing in these profits. You know they didn't have profits this quarter. Um, they missed everything this quarter, and they yeah. stopped went up five percent yesterday. It's crazy. I don't, I don't know what that means, but that's crazy, right? Um, but yeah, I just obligation. Am I or, reaching to say that I think people obliged to do anything though? Like that's like is that is that one of the perks that comes with being wealthy? As as 
the the world is defined it, right? I define it a little differently. But once I get to a certain, I'm not obliged to do anything. I don't care what y'all talking about. Mm, maybe. Like it was, I think it was standard reason for them to stand up there and say, what you mean? I've but at the same time, once you hit that, once you hit that height, could I just inverse it and say, no, no, no. Now you're actually, I, before, whatever you were doing, but, hmm. All right, maybe that's what, what you what you were just getting ready to say. That's what Andrew Carnegie is getting at. Mm-hmm. It's, no, as you've risen, your obligations actually go exactly. up. Exactly. Exactly. So once you hit the pinnacle, that's when your obligation is actually the highest. Right, because, okay, before you hit the pinnacle, middle ground, right? Mm-hmm. Lower tier, middle ground, even upper middle. What are you obligated to do? And yeah. we're talking about your... You know your riches or your wealth. Your, your, yeah, no, what are you I'm obligated to do with those things. Compound, Nothing. okay. Grow it, right? That's yeah. I think until you until you reach the pinnacle, that is your obligation because be prudent with it, right? Kaizen, continuous improvement, and so that's your obligation. Middle ground up, right? Or mm-hmm. middle ground until you. But once you start to reach those right, pinnacles, to, right? You start to reach the stratosphere. Now you're obligated to do more than just grow it. Exactly. Like now that continuous improvement is it's in other areas. Exactly. Exactly. So I think you have more of an oblig more obligations as you grow in stratosphere, especially when when it comes to your your wealth. So is that obligation who who is what, what do I want to ask? I want to ask, where is that obligation coming from? Is it coming from the lower, upper, the upper middle, the middle, the lower, middle, the lower? Is it come like, are they the ones that are, okay, once you get up to the top, you now have an obligation to these people or do you have an obligation that's more personal? Okay, I've, I've, for for lack of a better term, I've capped out in the the money I can make or the abundance that I can have from a tangible material thing. Like it's not even that I have everything I need. I have everything I want, and I can't really even dream of. Like I'm at that level where it's just like I can literally, I can go buy I can go buy a third world country. So this obligation is not coming from anyone. Is is it coming from myself? I'm looking at. I'm I'm going out on a compound. I'm looking out. I'm looking out on a beach in Monaco, and I'm and I'm saying, okay, where do I go from here? That whatever that is, is that coming from other people, or is that coming from you saying, okay, you can. There's got to be another way I can grow, and I can start using this this abundance of wealth that I have. To grow in these other areas, or are you saying, okay, I got it here. I got to make sure that I bring somebody up. Each one, teach one. Mm. It. I would. I would think that it's. I. I was gonna say 
do we innately understand that we are supposed to when we're overflowing? You supposed to? You supposed to go find more cups or more containers? More containers for what purpose though? Not more containers so that oh it's overflowing. So I might lose again the, the mm. water overflowing out the bucket. Not necessarily containers, but vessels. But they can still be containers. Okay. Though, but the containers then I'm taking these overflowing containers at the service of others. Mm-hmm. Mm. As, as as opposed to I'm taking these containers just so I don't just so the overflow don't go to waste. Right. And I'm so the, so the, so the obligation is coming is coming from up top. Right. It's coming from it's coming from God. Or we, I think, I just think we all understand that. Or, right? I don't know if we all understand, but like I think it's. So then, well, then wealthy people are obliged to steward their abundance. They're just not obliged by the people that they are serving. 